Um, I've been listening to the Penny Arcade have done a series of um, Dungeons and Dragons podcasts. Really? And they've just podcast them playing Dungeons and Dragons. And it is one of the most hilarious things <laughs> I have ever heard in my life. Oh, I'll have to look that up. We'll put a, yeah, link, we'll put a link in the show. We, 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 yeah. this, this is the show now, right? Okay. Yeah. So, um, no, I was... No, You're I can chewing something, aren't you? And... <laughs> I'm not, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Does it sound like I am? It did sound like you were like you were chewing that chewing gum now rather than just playing with it. <laughs> I was moving the chewing gum off the seat. I'm not chewing chewing gum. So it's, this, this is a car cast. This is a car cast. This is the world's first car cast. <laughs> well, first fact, Doomery I'm, one. I'm pretty sure it's not the world's first cam cast. But um, Camcast, Carcast. But no, um, and yeah, honestly, these episodes of Penny Arcade, they are inc- incredible. They're, um, there's kind of four of them playing, and two of them are quite seasoned vets, and then two of them are just complete noobs. And it is just absolutely hilarious. But um, a couple of them like illustrate as the game's going on, and then they post up the illustrations online. It's very good. Well, we have to, you'll have to send me a, a link. From the car. Let me just see if yeah. I can find it. I'll see if I can find it anyway. What's, what, what is it? It's, it's a Penny Arcade, which we can Just literally type, type, type in Penny Arcade Dungeons and Dragons Dun- and it will come up. Yeah. Dungeons. There's about 100 episodes. Is this the and wi- they have... Wizards of the Coast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Wizards they also have Will Wheaton. Okay. And uh, if you don't know who Will Wheaton is, this is the wrong podcast for you. <laughs> you're, in the, you're listening to the wrong show. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, definitely. Okay. If you don't know who Will Wheaton is, then so help me God, um, you're listening <laughs> you're gonna, to the wrong show. You're going to come round to their house, yeah, and and, and give to them for uh, next generation and make them watch it all. Um, <laughs> but no, anyway, <laughs> all of our shows seem to start with just random babbling, um, but nonetheless. You've got to be famous for something, I guess. Yeah, um, I think, I think that, was, <laughs> that was the that was the argument that Lee Harvey Oswald used. Um, but, um, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So we've we've got kind of a TV centric episode, haven't we? Yeah, I think that was the idea, wasn't it? To put to slightly, I suggest it was my suggestion, really, to delay the um, the next instalment in our look at uh, look at back at, at handhelds, and particularly the kind of Nintendo years of the handhelds, so we can do yeah. some uh, we can do some proper research. Um, Although it was the twenty fifth birthday of the Game Boy tw- two tw- days ago, twenty fourth, twenty fourth. Yeah, do people celebrate twenty fourth anything these days? I I did. I got very drunk at a barbecue. <laughs> there you go. Maybe that's what the Game Boy is doing. <laughs> that is the greatest image in my head. What we, we need is a little is a is a picture is a kind of a version of Mister Game and Watch, <laughs> actually drinking yeah. from a can just, of beer. Just getting just getting drunk. He's in, in exactly. He's got exactly the right pose as well. And that mouth, the opening, <laughs> the cupping of the mouth, is, would be perfect mm. for that. I want a T-shirt. That is Mr. Okay. That is Mr. Game and Watch. Did we establish that okay. as his uh, name? Yeah, Mr. Game. And yeah, yeah, I, I think um, I think I can make that happen. Okay, drinking. <laughs> Thank you. Sort that um, out for me, and then we'll make that. We can make that the logo for Doom Ray. I'm like, and we'll make a T-shirt. <clears throat> okay, so I've got the so, link to the Penny Arcade. I'll I'll put that in the uh, the Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, seriously. If if the, also if if this show ever sounds unprofessional, <laughs> just go and listen to that. <laughs> it's brilliant. They start with they start every episode with um, this show features adults with adult language. Just <laughs> 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 quite quite a nice uh, quite a nice introduction. So, so anyway, yes. you've got a car. I've got biscuit. We're we're all set to go. Car and biscuit. It's yeah. the car and biscuit. Ca- I'll try, I'll try not um, to crunch. <laughs> so yeah, so we've got we've got quite a lot to review, um, and um, one one of which was um, was Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, which I actually thought was um, I I'm, I've been so impressed with this series recent, uh, you know, so far. Um, I thought there was a little bit we had a little bit of a kind of low light 
that we discussed last week. Mm. Um, but I thought the last episode was absolutely phenomenal. I thought kind of for... I don't know how it was on at six o'clock, though. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, it's a scary one. It was. It was kind of the woman in black um, told told by by Doctor Who. Um, I actually had a friend tw- who's tweeting, uh, and she said, "We don't don't give me any spoilers about the show because I had to turn it off because my son was behind the sofa and would not come out. Yeah, um, yeah. and he just had when he was just too scared. So that's yeah. that's good. That's quality Doctor Who." Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's what it should. I mean, I th- I think the thing is that people kind of laugh, don't they? That when you when they say that the Daleks were scary, mm. but I think the thing is is that they what well, you know what you've got to think is at the time when the Daleks were were on screen, um, nothing like that had ever been seen before, and I think you know that weird kind of woodland creature troll thing yeah the kind of melting that was hideous it was pretty scary for doctor who even yeah because normally we get to see the you know we okay we get areas of shadow and things like that but we we normally get a good clear look at the monster at some point and it and it's not and it's you know it's it's a guy in a suit or it's a bit of cg but this was this was something else i thought something they haven't really done before well it was it was it was um but even down to not just its kind of look, but its movement. Mm. Its movement was kind of very alien, which is good because it should be. Um, and I think that's the thing is a lot of the time, you know, Doctor Who, because often it reprises old villains, um, they are clearly somebody in a suit. Um, whereas that was um, a, a horrible bit of design. And like I say, you know, its kind of movement and everything was very disconcerting. Mm. And you you often get um, this thing with um, Matt Smith, you know, or the Doctor looking looking at an alien creature that's usually pretty pretty ugly or, or you know odd, slightly odd looking, and going, "Oh, look at you, you're beautiful," you know, because he's seen so much. But in yeah. this in this case, even the Doctor <laughs> the Doctor looks at the creature and, and kind of goes, um, "Well, uh, uh, you know, hello," <laughs> because yeah, it, because it's I... just so it's it's so unusual that even the Doctor is not prepared for it. Yeah, and also I, it was a bit of um, it was a bit of a Sher- you know they did it with Sherlock where he um, with it in Hounds of the Baskervilles. Um, <clears throat> there's that moment where Benedict Cumberbatch is staring into the fire and he's terrified. Hmm. And there was a similar moment in in this episode of Doctor Who where Matt Smith was lost in the forest, and you start thinking the Doctor doesn't know what's happening. Yeah. This yeah. this is this is horrible because he's the one who keeps control. Um and I think, you know, like in the the situ you know, like in this episode sorry, in this season, he's watched um a sun supernova, you know, faced kind of world's ending. <laughs> he's fine with it. But that, you know, he was genuinely scared. Mm. Um so, you know, th- there was a genuine sense of peril. Um and it was beautifully done because again it was it was what you don't see as opposed to what you do see and i think you know what what showed it so you know showed how well they'd done is it was in many ways very similar to the cold war episode that that preceded it um but it was so different you know they they kind of they could have because they're stylistically in terms of um, you know they're very different, but in terms of a story, in terms of a narrative, it was a kind of unseen enemy, a bit of a ghost story. Um, mm. You know, they they could have. They well, it was could the haunted murdered. house, wasn't it? I mean, the, we had the we had the met, the figurative haunted house in in Cold War. Uh, you know, the the ship, subs, the submarine substituted for that. <clears throat> in the, excuse me, um, but in this one we had the literal haunted house. Yeah. Yeah. But also, you know, I I think even down to, you know, I think a big, you know, a big kind of nod should go to the production design department because the attention to detail for the kind of all the 60s branding and, um, you know, the the attention to detail with all the design. 70s. Yeah, so 70s, yeah. 1974. you know, it was it was really nicely done. You see, Rob, I didn't live through the seventies. So. <laughs> to you, to you, everything before nineteen eighty is just one big blur, isn't it? Yeah, a it's just blur, the sixties. It's a blur of hair of and, the sixties. <laughs> yes, okay. okay. It's just it's just free love. Um, lots of egg chairs and floral dresses. 
Um, and everybody talks like John Lennon. So it sounds like, like the end of time yeah. for you, isn't it? Like everything compressed into one. Yeah, yeah. And then before that, everything's in black and white, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Of course, well, um, it was. I'm, I'm, I'm every, assured it was. Everybody's just kind of middle-aged Yorkshiremen shouting at dogs. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, what, okay. that's all that happened before okay. that. Um, no, because all the fo- all, all the TV shows of that period just seemed to be people on farms shouting at dogs. Um, so, you know. Um, you're going to say name me an example now, and I can't think. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to look for something and link to it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, and you know, I thought it was it was great, and there were some really nice moments where, um, you know, it was revealed that the Doctor had kind of a slab of ice in his heart and shouldn't be trusted, and um, you know, there was there was some really quite nice moments, and I think as well when they were when they were uh, traveling through time. And, uh, you know, Jenna Louise Coleman um, confronts him and says, you know, how can you feel nothing Mm. for that? And I thought that was quite a nice moment, really, because he doesn't often get asked that question. You know, how how is he okay with just watching, you know, a universe disintegrate around him? Because he talks about seeing these things. But I guess the kind of almost psychopathic... um, you know, detachment from his situation. You know, he's he just has no emotion to it, um, which which is kind of smoothed over by the fact that well, he's seen it all and he's done it all. But you know, it's quite a terrifying trait for somebody to have. Yeah, it is, and I think to put that in, you know, to actually have the human characters confront that. Happening. Um... Oops, are you all right? Have we lost? Yeah. Him? No, sorry. We got some Skype noises. Uh-huh. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know, we have Skype for you. Um, <laughs> we haven't complained about Skype for a while. We'll have to do a special show. Let's just do it. And, just do uh, a whole show of complaining of, about of, Skype. Of us just going, eh, bah, eh, bah, eh, and then speaking really quickly. Which is <laughs> all that Skype ever is. Yeah, well. um, so no, a, good, a great cast as well. I thought. I thought that the the two lead, the two non regular leads were, were absolutely fantastic. So Doug Ray Scott and yeah. Jessica Rain. Yeah, who I've seen in nothing. Um, think, yeah, just I was just going to ask that. Have you seen her before? I've seen. No, she was a bit of an unknown. Yeah, so. but she. You know, I I was really blown away by them both. Um, and also, you know, like we said. We've often said that we feel that things are, are resolved too quickly in Doctor Who, but this was kind of a classic example of of the, the perfect use of forty five minutes. Yeah, and it, and we didn't have to endure another one of of Matt Smith's Doctor speeches. Um, <laughs> we did. We didn't get that that thing that I'd started to complain about last week. Uh, yeah. Last time, you know, the with the last time we talked about Doctor Who, which is which is the big grandstanding speech, which is which is becoming a, a little bit of a of a repeated cliche, I think. Yeah. But it, but we didn't get that, and I'm really pleased. I just looking up uh, Jessica Rain. Um, She's been in everything. <laughs> well, no, I, well, the first thing I found is not not what um, not what she's done, but what she's doing, which is uh, also a Doctor Who thing, which she is. Uh, She's starring in the uh, BBC Two uh, Doctor Who uh, creation drama, the uh, adve- Adventure in Space and Time, which is coming up uh, for the 50th anniversary, or, yeah. or part of the 50th anniversary, written by Mark Gatiss. And um, she's playing Verity Lambert, the producer of the original Doctor Who. No way. Yeah, no, so, no. so she's, yeah, so there's, there's a thing, isn't it? Um, but yeah, on um, on Radio Four last week, um, they I'll have to dig out the name of the show, but they got all the original cast and crew together. Yeah, it was on the reunion. It was on the yeah, was yeah. On sorry, on the reunion, of the reunion yeah, on Radio Four. Uh, um, but yeah. that was really nice. Yeah, it was brilliant. Um, yeah. yeah, I like that a lot. Um, I'm still trying to find out what what Jessica Rain, <laughs> what Jessica Rain's done. Make sure we'll get there. <laughs> what did Jessica uh, did that, last? <laughs> yeah, don't get sued. Um, but no, and, and I think you know that she was great, and I just thought really it was it was one of the best episodes of Doctor Who I've seen. And um, you know, I I sat and watched it with Sarah as I always do, and she she said you know this is genuinely scary. How is this on at this time? 
Um, so you hey, know, this, is I, getting, I, this is getting more and more spooky. Yeah, guess, guess what Jessica Rain was in? She's in the Woman in Black. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> she play she plays a nanny in the Woman in Black. Oh, there we go. There you go. <laughs> so it's all coming. It's all coming together. Yeah. We need somebody from the woman in black. She'll do. Because yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, we, we're going to take that entire oeuvre and put it into a 45-minute episode. Of <laughs> I have to say, Woman in Black is one of the scariest films I've ever seen. Yeah, I've not seen it, but I've heard that. I've heard it's pretty yeah. pretty scary for a 12. Yeah. No, no. Like it, It's genuinely terrifying. Um, You're easily scared, though, Carl, to be honest. I am massively easily scared, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I have no problems admitting it. Mm. <laughs> um, but uh, no, so yeah. And uh, maybe, maybe that's why I didn't like Netflix new show. Or maybe because it's crap. Um, ah, it's okay. So let's move on. Netflix new show. The sec- their second then. So this is the, the, so the big news on this is, is their second original produced TV series. And like uh, Game of um Oh God! What are we talking about? House of, of House of Cards. I was going to say Game of Thrones for a minute. Game of Cards. Game of House of Thrones. Yeah, like that one. <laughs> yeah. um, it's landed in thirteen episodes uh, all at once, um, and we can we can watch it all in one go, or not watch it all in one go, as the or, case as the case. Or may. not watch it. Yeah. Is that your? Is that your? Uh, how, how much have you seen? How much have you watched? I watched 25 minutes of the first episode and I was so bored. Yeah. I thought it was so terrible that I turned it off. It's just not my thing. I'm sorry. It was. <laughs> you, don't just... need, you don't need to apologise to me. You need to apologise <laughs> to the listeners. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Um, no, you know, you're um, just letting yourself I mean, down. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> If le- if letting myself down saves me from watching any more of that damn show, I'll uh, <laughs> I'll continue to let myself down. So I watched um, I watched um, I've watched four episodes of it. Uh, really? I, yeah, because yeah. I thought I was going to I watched the first three because that's what was being well, sent was out. Review, yeah, that's a review as the review discs. Um, and so I I wanted to see what people were responding to because let, let's be let's be honest, the reviews are not great. Uh, although they they aren't as they aren't all as blanket hatred as as people have maybe maybe said they are. I mean, I've been told. That's, oh, look look at all my review was. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I've heard people say, "Oh, the reviews are utterly terrible." And then I've read the reviews, and and they, while they say it's often say it's muddled and a mess, and you know it doesn't make sense, and or it try thinks it's better than it is, or it's yeah, all those kind of things. They also occasionally say. You know there are f- there's fun to be had too. There's ca- there's fun campy moments if you enjoy it. Some some of the act the characters are quite compelling or they become quite compelling. They're quite interesting actors. Some of them, um, you know. And I and I think that I I didn't hate it uniformly. I have to say, I, but there's 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 fun camp moments to be had in a hot tub with Graham Norton. It doesn't mean I want to be there. <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's definitely better than that would be. Um, <laughs> And I and I heard you know I'd, I'd anticipated not not liking it maybe because because I'd heard oh you know it's trying to be Twin Peaks it's trying to be weird and I didn't I didn't feel that I I thought it did was you, did you do the Prometheus thing where you'd lowered your yeah maybe so yeah, that, low that didn't work though with Prometheus so. yeah but I think um, you know for watching this as a TV series I, I wasn't expecting Twin Peaks and uh, it's a good job <laughs> yeah I'm never expecting Twin Peaks no. Uh, and I thought, as a kind of, I'm thinking, well, who who's this for? I'm thinking, well, an audience that's that's come from, you know, grown up with the Twilight films, is now into kind of um, slightly more adult material. Uh, what what are they going to make? This of is this? a very polite way of saying they're into crap. No, it isn't. It isn't. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I don't. I'm not. I'm no Twilight fan. You know that. But um, but I thought there's stuff to like in this. I I I, I find the two the two male leads really interesting. I find I think I think they're they're really good. I think they have really really compelling screen presences. Um, it's it's a, it's silly, that but there are kind of every time I think oh that's really silly, then something comes along that goes oh that actually that's quite fun. They've introduced some some other aspect, and I think if this is 
yeah, if this is Twin Peaks for the uh, for the Twilight generation, then that's not that's not a bad thing. Um, but do you not think uh, the the you know the the impression that I got was it was a classic piece of you know how studio execs always work is they go oh you know what was a really big success that Twilight thing oh you know what else was really good that Twin Peaks thing we should put those <laughs> together and see what happens and I just think you know that it's just a classic example of that it's like you know oh Doctor Who is doing really well and Band of Brothers we should do you know a space military well Starship Troopers basically. Um, but you know, it's just that, that I get sick of this kind of, you know, transposing one thing onto another and just seeing what happens. It's well, just I don't know. I mean, it's from a it's from books, isn't it? It's from it or a series of series of books, and I I don't know that material. But I thought they were having. I th it felt to me like they were having quite a lot of fun putting it as a kind of mashup. It, it's you know, it's it's carry on screaming. It's <laughs> it's like all of these different horror cliches, all kind of headlong together and that can turn into a, a horrible wreckage horrible car crash but but i think i would say that for me watching four episodes there were as many enjoyable moments as there were kind of cringe moments but is that based on because i am not in any way a fan of horror genre of the horror genre maybe I maybe can, it I is can, i can pick out a few horror films that i i enjoyed and i liked but I'm, it's, you know, it's a genre that I am not versed in. Well, I, and... want, I think you might be right. And I, and I think that's what we're, I, I think when people are very sniffy about, about horror in a way that they used to be sniffy about sci-fi and, and yeah. don't seem to be anymore. Um, and I think there's a, I think, yeah, I, and I, Cause it's I don't know whether it's just, you know, because I, I, I respect horror and I think, you know, that there's, you know, there's a science to it. And when it's done well, it's brilliant. And, you know, I, I, I know people kind of think of it almost as cheap cinema and I don't think of it like that. You know, I think it's it's um, it's great, you know, and, and it, but, you know, to me, it's just something that I've never really got into. Um, you know, I, I don't know whether one day I will, but, you know, I, I, I could probably count the number of horror films I've watched on two hands. Um, you're, you're easily scared. It is. It's because, it is because I'm easily scared. But you know, I wonder how much of it relies on your kind of knowledge of pop horror, and you know that that kind of pastiche almost. Um, yeah, I think I, it might. I, I think you. I think you. We can agree on this um, because I think it does rely on that, and and I think if you. If you're prepared to just, well, I think you have to. First of all, you have to like the the two leads, and if you don't like them, you're you're going to hate this whole thing because it's very much the, those two those two guys and the, and the chemistry between those people. Um, mm. But secondly, I think if if you don't if you if you like horror and you like the you recognise horror cliches as horror cliches, and you kind of prepared to have have some fun seeing seeing how those can come together in kind of strange unexpected ways and you then say well i also know that as a you know as a 46 year old man this is not made for me this is yeah. but but i quite like the idea there's something that actually maybe it's that i like the idea that people who've come through the whole twilight thing and the vampires and werewolves and and even terrible things like underworld uh, you know those kind of things have uh, are now going to see this and they're going to get a really messed up to put it to put it politely a really kind of messed up version of this with some pretty unpleasant moments in it and some really kind of um uh fetishistic moments too um and i and i think it kind it kind of works in a in a really strange way so i wouldn't say this is this is not a program i'm going to kind of say this is one of my favorite programs of all time because it's, it's not meant to to be my my generation but but i i quite like what they're trying to do mm. and uh you know I, I i can i can definitely see your argument for it i just it just wasn't for me mm. and uh you know like i say i think a lot of it is down to um you know it's like for example i think galaxy quest is one of the funniest films ever made <laughs> many 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 people don't think that and it has a complete reliance yeah on on you know your knowledge of sci-fi yeah it's you know it's it's a spoof piece and if you don't and you know you can have affectionate spoofs or you can have mocking spoofs or you know but i think 
you know, without that kind of prior knowledge of of that genre, you're you're just going to miss out on all of it. Um, so yeah, yeah quite right. Um, but um, you know, and, and I think for me, it's that kind of thing of. Um, I guess every time something's set in kind of small town America or, you know, that kind of setting, the parallels for Twin Peaks are always going to be there. Yeah. And for me, Twin Peaks set the bar so high. And it's something that I've watched so much names, you know, I think of with such affection that maybe I struggle to kind of detach that from kind of the back of my head almost, you know, I, I, I'm always very aware um of how good that was and and i start kind of questioning um you know where where whether where the where, whether it's a kind of an imitation of it or a, you know because with 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 that kind of small you know that small town setting hmm. there's there's always that kind of level of um of of mocking and caricature of of uh of like the town's residents and that kind of thing and um yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a trope, isn't it? And yeah, uh, and but as a trope, I think it predates Twin Peaks. Um, oh yeah, Twi- yeah Twin Peaks did it superbly well, and mm. and I think to compare things to that, certainly at its best, it is just it's just something that nothing's not much is going to match up to it. Um, yeah, but I think it's been done a lot worse than this, and I think that it's being done in, it's being used in service of quite quite a fun idea here and i mm. i i don't think i you know I'm not, I'm not expecting it to get a second series well who knows but uh, mm. maybe maybe it's already funded um, the way the way it's going house of cards will get cancelled <laughs> that, that will live forever but uh, i think you know that, that's another thing is for me um house of cards is the best new show I've watched in years. And it sets years. the bar pretty high for Netflix, doesn't it? And that that's yeah. a scary thing here. You know, you you can't we can't expect every every show to be to appeal to the same set of people or to be as warmly received as gen- no. generally speaking as House of Cards was. But I I wonder whether because it must have been a tough choice because um, both are quite niche mar- you know niche markets and don't have huge audiences. But I wonder whether they'd have been better releasing kind of the 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 less kind of critical darling on first and then releasing house of cards so that it would seem like a progression whereas almost it seems like you know that house of cards was almost a fluke um and i i don't well i don't think know it's too whether, early to know, call fluke the, on it the i think the problem is is that when you've got two shows that are so different um you know it, it really i mean i the thing is is that firstly it's a very brave move by netflix um to kind of you know fund these shows mm. um and you know they can't they can't always make shows that i want to see i'm aware of that but uh you know and i think you know like like we were saying i i think with with hemlock grow i just think it's a thing of I'm not familiar with the tropes. I'm not familiar with with the kind of this almost the source content, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that 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 informs that show. That, well, maybe that that's inf- what maybe that's what a lot of people's reaction. But no, I think I think to be fair, a lot of people a lot of people have just downright hated it, hated everything from the acting to the story to to the cinematography. They mm. you know they've really panned the whole lot, and I I I think that's unfair. Um, I think your your uh, interpretation is a much uh, <clears throat> is a much kinder one, mm. uh, and but, it may, you know, it may be that it turns out it's terrible. And <laughs> but it's in the same way as you know, I believe that um, Firefly is one of the greatest sci-fi shows ever made, mm. um, and many, many, many would differ. Mm. Um, you know, but well, that takes us nicely on, doesn't it? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, the, <laughs> to the other big show that's happened in the, the or that's or that seems to be getting a lot of the a lot of the words on websites over the last yeah. uh, couple of weeks yes yeah uh, which is defiance mm. um and um i'm not sure how much of how much of that you managed to watch i watched the whole of the pilot so the two episodes that uh that itunes has uh, released for free um, right so that's like a feature length pilot isn't it yeah yeah um and <clears throat> i thought it was a bit it was a bit of a mixed bag i, I kind of reserved judgment um it was 
Um, I think the problem is, is I've I've found a lot of these. There's been a lot of these um, these kind of sci-fi shows, well, it's kind of semi-sci-fi mm. shows uh, mm. released over over the last you know um, couple of years. Like there was um, Flash Forward, the event, um, you know, all these kind of um, you know all these kind of shows, and <clears throat> it's funny because they've completely um, they've completely kind of tainted my my view of these kind of shows because they never last more than a season. <laughs> so I, I become very, um, very wary before, you know, before, um, watching them because I'm aware that they'll probably get cut after the first season. <laughs> Frightened to invest in them. Yeah, no, exactly. That is exactly it. Because, because with shows, I, I become, you know, kind of borderline obsessed with them. Um, and I've always been like that, you know, I kind of think, well, I don't want to, I don't want to start thinking, well, where does this character art go? You know, this, that, and the other, if, if I, ha if I'm not <laughs> confident that it's going to make it to the end. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, one of the things that's worth mentioning about it is <clears throat> the kind of transmedia aspect of it. Yes, um, definitely. Yeah. because they've released, um, this MMORPG that goes alongside it, um, which is a kind of weird um third person mashupy thing um which from all accounts is terrible i haven't managed to play it yet but well not terrible it's getting kind of 6.5s and stuff mm. but um i haven't managed to play it yet but i will do it at some mm. point that's a pity because i you know i can believe i can definitely believe that this would work better as a game than it works for me as a TV show. Um, yeah. I, I was I was told, you know, watch this is fantastic uh, by some people who like kind of TV sci-fi and things. And I and I, you know what I'm like with this stuff. I try to <clears throat> I keep relatively distant from it. Not because I don't like sci-fi, but because I don't. I'm not. Convinced. I don't like sci-fi people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not convinced. I like sci-fi stretched out in this kind of American TV way. Yeah. Um, and this is my turn to say I, I just did not get this. Um, it's not. It is. This is. This is so far from my thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> has to have gone round the other side and, and think, hit I, me on the back of the head. I, I you know. I, I thought it was. I thought it was awful. Um, but yeah, you know. it wasn't even. But it wasn't even like you know. Starship Troopers is intentionally awful. Mm, yeah. You know, I don't mind. Oh, like, yeah, no, I like Starship that, Troopers. You yeah. know that kind of idea of mm. of taking um taking sci-fi and kind of playing with it whereas this just seemed kind of ill-informed poorly written oh, um really badly acted De deadwood meets star trek the next generation meets, <laughs> yeah, yeah. meets the the things i disliked about firefly uh, you know um the, the, <laughs> the, the cowboy you've, characters but the... you've entirely summed it up is again <laughs> i think that's to me you know and i think it's pretty common knowledge that that's how kind of film studios work is they go oh this has been really successful and this has been really successful so if we put these two things together it will be twice as successful well, yeah, um, yeah, i don't know whether that's where they start but it's certainly where, where this one ends up i think yeah but, but, but you know i do think it has that thing of <clears throat> it does it does a lot of things that a lot of things before it did and it does them half as well mm. um and so the, the you know I've, I've read things saying about the dialogue being terrible in in Hemlock Grove. I can believe that that's intentional in some places. Yeah, but yeah. But, um, but in this, it's it's just so much straight out of it's what it's sci-fi one hundred and one or fantasy kind of cowboy stuff one hundred and one. It's yeah, um, it, it's so much from Star Wars. So you know, it's, yeah. it, just to the point where <laughs> so someone joking about before I saw it actually about. About uh, you know the 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 rough hero, rugged hero and likable rogue and his non-human companion taking you. So you're going to take the reward and go just before the big yeah, just yeah. before the big battle. You know that the there's just so much of it that I just was laughing out loud. Yeah. And also you know it go it, in in a time when you know people can create Hollywood special effects in their living room. Mm. What happened to the special effects? Yeah, you know? well, yeah. it's just um, you know, I just it was just weird, um, and I I kept thinking I've missed something, like you know when you um, 
you know when you kind of you're watching something and you're convinced you've fallen asleep <laughs> um just like the only way this story could make this little sense is that i've nodded off yeah. and that you know no, i think there's nothing missed. there's nothing to miss it's just all there it's exactly <laughs> exactly what it exactly what it what they give you is what you, what you get you know and i and yeah from the people saying you know they like the opening or things like this but but i thought just right from the offset all of the again the tropes of its genre were just routinely pinned to a board you know he, but he even... is the wild he is the rough hum, the rogue he is the non-human sidekick he is the badlands they have to get through he is the yeah. the tribe kind of creatures he is then the 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 shakespeare plot <laughs> The yeah. Romeo and Juliet thing that's just so bludgeoning. And the thing is, is that I, I, you know, I, I genuinely think, you know, these, because I've often found when things get kind of slated, um, that that I end up quite liking them. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, like, um, well, that's like where me and Hemlock Grove. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or you know, like me with Speed Racer. Like mm. I adore Speed Racer, and people hate that film. Um, and um, a similar thing with John Carter. Like, I loved John Carter yeah. because it had that, you know, kind of um, Wild West um, kind of sci-fi. But it did it really well. And, I, you know, I adored it. It was completely ridiculous, completely over the top, completely stupid, completely hammy performances from everybody involved. Um, a special mention should go to, uh, to um, anybody who did capture performance in the cg department <laughs> but, you know, it was it was but i loved it you know i really it was a real kind of just being washed away to another place um whereas this was just i was like so they've just shot this in kind of a salt lake outside la <laughs> you know it was just the, it was really strange there was just i've 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 very rarely watched something that seemed so dead mm. Um, yeah, and I don't think the acting helped because it, it was, it's just it's all at the level of kind of, of TV drama from the eighties or nineties for me. Yeah, it's, yeah. And I think the thing is, is that in you know the, the the bar has been raised so much for for kind of TV shows now. I mean, when you've got when you think you've got Kevin Spacey, you know, heading up the netflix um you know exclusives and you know w well if you look at game of thrones like the cast of game of thrones apart from sean bean i, I like the guy um but i'm not convinced he can act <laughs> um, so um but nonetheless uh he gets his head chopped off so you know don't cry about it too much but um no you know when i think of um people like andrew lincoln in in the walking dead you know these these people are are people at the top of their game. They are incredible actors and actresses. And, um, you know, it, it, I, I no longer accept that kind of, it's a TV drama, so I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll allow a little bit of kind of rough acting. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think, you know, now the time, now we live in the days now of, of Hollywood production on television shows, and I expect that. Um and you know, I, I kind of think for sci-fi, the the bar is set with Battlestar Galactica, um, and you know the the level of performances in that, the sophistication of the cinematography, um, you know the the um, the story, the dialogue, everything is just you know bringing its A game kind of thing to use an Americanism, but. This just, it just felt cheap and lazy, if I'm very honest, mm, yeah. um, which is a shame because I'm sure it wasn't cheap. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a weird one. And so, you know, what uh, I think to round up, um, you know, what we'd say is um, both of us agree that Defiance is terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, and with Hemlock Grove, I'm just going to say I don't get it. Hmm. I'm fine with that. Um, well, I'm, and, gonna, I'm reserving, you know, total. I reserve complete judgment until I've seen the whole thing. But, um, but, but I think what what I saw of it, I, I liked the first four episodes. I I like in a kind of weird, ridiculous mashup kind of way. I yeah. Carry on screaming for the Twilight Generation. That's my. <laughs> that should have been the tagline. <laughs> um, but um, no. So yeah. So that rounds up our TV. Um, but yeah, the, the, the other thing we were going to talk about, which was um, 
a kind of big bit of news this week, I, I think, anyway, in the, mm. in the games industry, was um, Nintendo announcing they're not going to hold a press conference at E3. Yeah, so I got this. I've just been looking at the, the references. So this is the uh, Charlie Scabetta at, uh, announced... Um, oh, no, that's later. later. Yeah, yeah he's, he's announced that they're not, they're not doing uh, the E3... Uh, press conference as is traditional and oh yeah the, uh, the Satoru Iwata said that um, uh, the financial results that they decided not to host a large-scale presentation targeted at everyone partly because you know there's a there's a mixed audience <laughs> partly there. because the results are so bad <laughs> well yeah anyone <clears throat> wonders doesn't it? I mean coming alongside that um, but I do kind of get what they're saying about uh, you know that the that that uh, that trying to do smaller events, they're, they're talking much more directly to uh, to the fans through this the Nintendo Direct um, stuff on the website. Um, yeah, yeah, and so that the big the big event makes little sense. Is this like when Apple um, back in um, you know, the I can't try to remember when it when it when it first happened, but in the kind of early part of Steve Jobs's return to Apple. Um, they, Apple was still doing big events like the Mac, Mac World. Uh, it was still running its own Apple Expo uh, yeah. in Paris, um, and uh, and it was doing it was doing the kind of industry events. And then it announced that it was not going to do that anymore. That it was going to run its own smaller events, run them more regularly, and not work to the timetable of you know someone else's timetable essentially you, you know, you've know. got to I have mean, things ready for june of the e3 haven't you i'd so. i'd i'd love to think that and as as a massive nintendo fan i'd love to think that mm. but if i'm honest i my um view on it is that they kind of rolled the dice on next gen very early and it didn't pay off mm. yeah. um and they have very little to show um, well, they wouldn't have anything to show, would they? Because, yeah, as you say, that the, the Wii was launched. Um, 3DS has been in the market for how long now? Two mm, years. Two years, yeah. Um, but, the, but the thing is, is that normally, you know, even if even if Nintendo haven't announced consoles, they've announced a peripheral or they've announced, um, you know, big games. And to be fair, they they have got stick for that kind of turning up and showing off a peripheral. Mm. Um, but I also think it's probably the first time in a very long time, you know, because w- when you think the the Wii, the unit sale on the Wii were just insane, mm. um, and the same on the DS, um, and also because Nintendo are the only console uh, develop uh, developers that sell their consoles at a profit, their their figures were always really good. Um, but the Wii U has just utterly bombed, and the uptake on the 3DS hasn't been as high as maybe they th- they thought it would have been mm-hmm. um so this would and, leave, this would leave them having to come to a show where the big fight is the big you know the big reveal is probably ps4 um, yeah, also, um, you know, Xbox have got this. Uh, well, Microsoft Xbox have got this press conference this month. Well, they're uh, in May um, as a pre E3, so they're doing the same as Sony. And I do think all eyes will be on Sony and and um, and Microsoft to see what they do with the next generation. Yeah, so there's not really much room for Nintendo to come up, come into something like this and there show off some nice games. It's and... really sad because yeah. because Nintendo Nintendo are almost like um, they're kind of, they're the elder statesmen, aren't they? They're the, they're the kind of loved um, you know everybody from Sony and Microsoft look to nintendo as they as their kind of forebearers you know they're they're the people who without them they wouldn't be there and so many you know pretty much every game person who works in the games industry i know hails nintendo you know for what they've done i'm sure but i guess i guess nintendo doesn't want to be (laughs) just there as kind of like well that we're we're we'll out grandpappy now and uh and uh, and, and they they want to be relevant and current still sad though i still i still you know it's um you know i i understand the reasons for doing it um but it's it's still sad i i think uh, probably you know we may see 
this happening with the others as well? And I mean, this year, no, because both Microsoft and Sony have got um, have got big new consoles uh, mm. to come out. In Microsoft's case, probably literally big new console. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you have, it, but um, but mate, but even there, talking about I mean, Sony have already done a pre-announcement of kind of the kind of magic trick announcement. Um, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Um, and Microsoft are talking about uh, they've got a big they've got a big announcement coming up. Uh, is that May? Right in May, they've, yeah. they've, got a, they've got a massive conference, which is almost certainly going to be the Xbox announcement. Um, Maybe this is what what will happen to the industry that in a year's time we'll be looking back and say, well, no, nobody does these big E3 things. Anymore. They I all do their own that's, thing. That's exactly where it's going because I think you know they're they're following, like you say, that kind of Apple trend. Yeah. Control, and I think control the message. E3, the um, because the thing is, is that E3 is always all the companies vying for attention. Hmm. And I think now what the console developers will probably do is take a step back. And leave E3 as a game show, yes, not as a not as a kind of tech show. Um, and you know, there's there's because there's massive tech shows that um, you know all these developers go to and everything. Um, and I think it may we may see a, a separation of hardware from software, um, which which is something that that you know in past E3s hasn't been done. Hmm. Um, but. You know, I, I, I'm still sad just because I always watch the Nintendo press conference yeah. gleefully. Well, um, I, I was I was disappointed when Apple made that that change years ago. Um, I used to love going to the uh, Paris Expo. Yeah, and um, and when Apple pulled out of doing um, keynotes there, that was that was disappointing. And then when they when they killed the the thing in, entirely, I guess it was not not surprising. Um, yeah. But I guess for for the guy, for people in the states, you know, Mac world in in the new year was very much like that. But but this notion that they had to keep it, they had to be ready for the January Mac world. It was uh, yeah, uh, and, it, and it puts the companies on other people's timetables. And, and yeah, I, I understand. Mean, uh, I think the thing is as well is that you know these days, um, you know the the studios behind kind of the big releases are so powerful. I mean, you know, like. Activision have their own press conferences now. Mm. You know, like that would have just never happened. You know, you the, you get games reveals within, um, you know, within um, within kind of a console. So you know, you'd have kind of Microsoft would announce whatever, and then they'd show you the games that use that technology. Whereas now, you know, like Activision. Um, Ubisoft, they have like their own press conferences where they show off, like because they because they produce so many kind of AAA titles a year. They, you know, they they have they host their own conferences. EA, you know, do the same thing, and you know that was kind of unheard of, um, kind of. In that, in, but you know, when you think it's been a, this generation of console has been such a long time. Um, so PS3 was 2007. And Xbox was 2005, I think. Is, mm. is that right? So, the, you know, that's that's eight years. You know, that's the longest console cycle in my lifetime by, mm. by a long, long way. Um, so, you know, the industry has changed a lot. Since. Well, yeah, especially when you're, you know, you, you're on that kind of cycle with these devices uh, alongside things like um, iPod Touch, uh, iPhones, Android phones, uh, iPads, which get updated pretty much every twelve months, with the yeah. kind of you know, as a kind of tick release at least. But that's um, the thing is, if you look at if you look at um, the well, let's put it this way: when when the Xbox 360 was released, iTunes was two years old. You know that, and that that to me, kind of when you look at what has happened to digital distribution and the way that people buy and consume. Uh, you know, multimedia. It it's just it's a completely different game these days, isn't it? Yeah, the idea that you could you could sit back if, if Apple had been forced in two thousand and six to say, right, what are we going to release that we're not going to update for the next five years? Yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> pretty pretty tough uh, thing. It's a, it's a hard even just defining a, a, a kind of direction. Yeah. Um, for, that's going to last you five, six, maybe ten years. 
but to actually release a device and say that's that's our device i wouldn't like to be there uh, it's another thing it's not normally i i uh have new games stuff to to worry about but um i got the email from leap motion oh yeah um this week saying yeah, this is the this delayed is a, it hasn't they yeah another another slight delay to this thing but it, uh, looking looking around and talking to some developers who've already got developer units um, it seems that it, re you know, they, they're being pretty honest on on the reason for this. It's, there's not, there's nothing wrong with the device. There's, no, there's the software needs greater testing, um, yeah. and they want they want to make sure that happens. A, a developer said to me um, on on Twitter that uh, it, you could use this now, but you, for, for you know for you guys, I, I non-developers, it's it's probably it's probably got the right decision. Much better to to get the software a little bit more stable. And, mm. uh, and they're saying they're shipping July twenty second. So. But the thing is, is I I have no, I never have any objection to delays. No, me neither. Um, no, if it's the right reason. Yeah, yeah. I, as long as it's not just kind of we promise too much and can't deliver it. Yeah, they've been pretty good um, at keeping people in the loop on this. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. think there's a problem. They, if they wanted, you know, they could have my money now, and uh, if that would help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, but I'm quite happy. I'm quite happy to wait till July and uh, and see something fantastic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, um, well, we've got um another show coming up um mid next week. Yep. Um and um we'll we'll chat about the latest Doctor Who. Um <laughs> yes. which is which is on later. Yeah. Um and um there's a there's a few things that happened um in in kind of um digital publishing that might be worth a chat, but um we'll we'll post all of that up. Um but yeah, no, so you know, I think you know, maybe Maybe we'll well we'll see next year whether we were right and whether Sony and um, you know it might be a case of Nintendo set a precedent for getting out of this thing and we all kind of think they were the trendsetters. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> um, but who knows? Who knows? Okay. Um, so yes. So um, yeah. Well, we'll we'll be back uh, later next week. Excellent. Uh, and uh, don't watch Defiance. Uh, <laughs> And if you watch Black Grove, I'm not the man to talk to it about. <laughs> um, well, I, I'll try, I'll watch a few more, and maybe maybe I'll have a different opinion. Yeah. Oh, one thing that's worth noting: please tell me you saw the new Man of Steel trailer. I'm not convinced I have. When did it come out? Uh, mid this week. I know I haven't. Oh, no, definitely, uh, definitely uh, so I'll, I'll go and dig that out then. Now. Go and watch it. Yeah. And if you don't cry by the end of it, you are I, dead. So I, I did watch the the latest um, Into Darkness trailer though, and uh, absolutely blown away. Yeah, it looks I, amazing. It, it does. I, I'm so I'm very rarely anticipating a movie quite as much as I'm anticipating that one. Well, I've watched. I on my I have a you know you have a counter on YouTube that tells you how many times you've watched a video, <laughs> um, and I have watched the Superman trailer 114 times. So um... it's your it's your wife. I feel for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she'll be fine. <laughs> She's put up with it long enough. Uh, uh, yes, okie doke. Okay. Well, thanks everybody for listening, and uh, and we'll see. Well, we won't see you, but you will hear us sometime next week. Okay. Have a great rest of the weekend, Carl. Yeah. Speak to you a bit, Rob. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.